0: That's, oh. that's the beginning of the podcast And that's right the sound of Harko meets humans right there With <laughs> Silas Futura
1: yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm excited man Pret- I've been anticipating this episode for a, for a wee while Pretending like we haven't been talking For the like, the, 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 the half an hour leading up to this Yeah totally um, Thanks for having me and all that you hey, know. How do we do that part? This is your studio Thank you for having <laughs> me in your studio <laughs> What the fuck? Um, Today I get to be a guest though, you know, like it's so nice Is it relaxing? It's great, it's great
0: You create so much content for uh, everyone else and no one ever creates the content for you
1: But see, that's where you're kind of wrong Because this is very refreshing for me that I get to make content for everyone else Because I've always come from the like, I make everything type of background You know, I did all, all the music videos or at least had like a really essential part in them That to make content for other people is super refreshing and Way more productive and way more exciting right now, so then your own stuff, yeah, yeah. But it's not that I'm not excited about my own stuff. It's just that when you when you've got your own bullshit feeding into that, you mm. know, like it's very hard to make decisions on the on the fly. Do you do you have to do everything for SARS Futura? I used to. I used to. That's a, that's a bow bandy
0: technique you know right and so like what's the first thing what was the thing that you're like you know what maybe either i'm not actually that good at this part or maybe i'm just kind of sick of this part and i'm gonna fob it off to someone else like what (laughs) what was that
1: Uh, um i think probably holding the camera man (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was like i've got to be in front of it i've got to be in every shot you know nah not really but it was i i just knew that i was really shitty at it right I, I love editing, I love being on the computer, I love making color pop, but when it comes to shooting something, man, like I am ridiculously stupid.
0: We, we should say to people who haven't, those idiots out there who don't know who the fuck you, <laughs> you are. You fools. You fucking dumbasses. asses. <laughs> um, that you make music, mm-hmm. but you also do uh, uh, visuals, you like, like filming, color grading, and animation
1: mm, as well. Yeah, animation's my real big buzz. I'm trying to like. I'm just trying to, from a from a money making perspective, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to shift away from editing more to motion graphics because that shit is so much fun.
0: Do yeah. you do you do all the visual work under the same like artist name
1: as your art, or is it like your you mean like Am I Silas Future or the the editor? Yeah, no. Do people do that? I'm I'm sure they do. Like, like Tyler the mm. editor. <laughs> Actually now that you say it probably not right because Tyler the Creator is the only guy that I haven't I don't know his real name as you know like a multifaceted artist that hasn't really revealed more of a personal side he's just the creator but he came out the gate with such a like a broad name you know he's like I can do anything so try touch me but like you look at like Donald Glover and I feel like Donald Glover is a way stronger brand than Childish Gambino but like Yeah, I don't know, it's weird, right? Because like you'd see directed by Donald Glover and I'm instantly thinking childish Gambino in the same respect as like Childish Gambino is Donald Glover. Yeah. I don't know how he pulled that off, man. That's some magical shit. Like that's maybe that's just years. Maybe that's just years of telling stories.
0: I but I think it would have been even better he would it would have popped even more if it was just one name across all of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like if he just stayed Donald Glover the whole way through.
0: Yes. Hmm. But again he I think about this a lot cuz obviously I'm putting harco on everything. Mm, mm. Like there's nothing that I do with my like full real name on it. Mm. Um and I really like that. But I wonder if it cha- like if I changed you know Donald Glover did have you seen his stand up? Yeah. And like that is a very different mood, a very different person. Then this is America. than like then um, that uh, kind of what's that album he did um, with the uh, screenplay as well um, because the internet like there's right. two very different things and it would I, I I wonder if it was a good move for him to have like Donald Glover as the thing and Childish Gambino as this thing it probably works for him right yeah well
1: now, I, I mean I can't speak for him obviously but I I totally under understand the idea of recreating yourself. Mm. Um, and maybe he got to a point where he's like, this shit is corny, you know? Like I, I actually, cause I mean, my personal perspective is, I think that his old comedy is pretty corny, Yeah, you know? His old writing and 30 rock and all that is very corny compared to the guy that he is now. He's like super intelligent, super about making points and like telling really intelligent stories. So when you look back on that stuff, it's like he was kind of dulling himself down to like reach a mass audience or find an audience. So I understand the idea of recreating yourself like if he had to make a pivotal change to like leap into music, but then even still right, like his earlier music was way cornier than he is now, yeah, so maybe it's just all growth man
0: there's also David Bowie, who's like,
1: oh dude, every
0: project is like a he could have you know it's funny thinking about in his in his stead of when you had like that second that big change you were like oh should i should I put this sound under a different name hmm. he was like nah david Bowie i'll just I'll just like." I'm the thin white duke now. Right. But I'm, it's still got David Bowie on it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think we both love that. Oh, man. Like almost this shit that has nothing to
1: do with even the music that's being made. But like,
0: how's it presented it's though? It's the world, bro. It's yeah. the
1: worlds these people create. Like that, that's what blew me away about Bowie. Like I, I couldn't say that I sit down and really like groove out to David Bowie, <laughs> even though I love the music
0: blasphemy
1: (laughs) you make music and you don't listen to bowie and the beatles every day silas exactly you know i'm so uneducated oh god no but I, i i will listen to an album and appreciate the concept and the story throughout it but it needs the context of the clothes he was wearing the stories he was telling the way he held himself in interviews the stage performance Without any of that shit, if I just listen to the music, I'll be like, yeah, he was, I guess he was good. People talk about him, I guess. So that must mean he's good, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: I actually found myself wondering the other day like, obviously, like you said, you don't sit down and listen to David Bowie. Neither do I, really, that much. But you're also someone like me who, the artists that really capture your imagination do more than just the music that you can bop along to. Mm. And I caught myself wondering the other day, like, who are those artists for you now that are doing like the the kind of three hundred and sixty thing that excites you? Right. Because I have no fucking clue. I mean, I've listened to your music, and I'm like, I have no fucking <laughs> idea yeah. where this has come from. Yeah. Right. And I and what you're doing. So, is uh, well, who Whoa, are you excited that, by?
1: That's such a hard question to think about, like, currently. You know, are you in a transition period, or are you? Yeah, like, I guess so. I guess so. I I think um, currently it's Prince. You know, I think Prince is. Incredible. I was not
0: expecting Prince. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tell me about Prince because I don't really. I I know. Um, con, uh, is it controversy? That song. Mm. Controversy. Yeah. I like that song. That's yeah. Cool.
1: Well, I'm 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 the same in that I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint certain eras or albums that really touch me. It's it's more the music as a whole, mm. and I'll just go into a Spotify put on an album and then just listen to it through and try and learn the context of like what he was doing at the time and his battles with the music industry and like his battles, even with like the way that he presented himself at the time was very like hard for people to swallow, you know, and his, his battles with um, the record label when he recorded his first and second album. And he was like racking up these crazy bills to like make the most insane album that wasn't commercially hitting, you know? It wasn't until it was like his fourth album that people started caring. And um yet the the label kept feeding him money, you know? Um so it's like all that stuff. It's the it's the outside of the artist as a whole and the way that they see the world and the way that they like still show up with such grit and um yeah, a fire and an intensity to like challenge what we're doing and what we think is awesome right now. Yeah. Tierra Whack, fucking hell, crazy, right? Yeah. Insane. You know, like when I saw the Tierra Whack 15-minute film, I didn't understand like everything about it, but I watched the film and I was like, this is a brand new way to do a music video, right? Like you Mm -hmm. put the whole album in there and I thought she'd just taken clips of each song and kind of built this film around it. I was like, "This, this is incredible. Like this is the kind of thing you could do with singles funding from New Zealand On Air, you could put together a 15-minute film, Mm. you know? Um, And then I listened to the album and realized that every song is a minute long. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like this chick is fucking flipping the game, you know? Yeah. It's so sick. It's so sick. And I'm so glad as well that after that happened and she became known as the quirky girl that did a 15-minute album, that she didn't continue doing that. Mm. She flipped it again and she started doing singles that were way longer and... She changed up her style again and, like, you know, she's keeping people on her t- on their toes and that's what excites me, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I don't see you doing the same thing twice, really. Oh,
1: man, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> but I think it's just purely for, like, mental stability. Like, I would... I would feel so sick inside, I think.
0: Do you even, yeah, it. but you. I'm, I don't even get the sense you think about it. I feel like you're just like chasing the excitement, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it needs to be like, <laughs> like, you know, it needs to be, I need to be Googling shit. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. You know? Oh, right. You know, like I need to be really deep, deep <laughs> in, a, in a lesson, like with everything.
0: How, so you, what, are you like comfortable being like not good at stuff?
1: More and more, more and more. I think, like, in the early days, like, as I was growing, it was really important for me to have my shit together. And so I would always kind of, like, put on this bravado and, and pretend like I knew everything or I'm only making original music so I can't even reference anything or I can't, I can't take a flow or I can't, like, you know, take a chord progression or anything like that. I was like, oh, that sounds far too much like so-and-so, so I've got to scrap that idea. Right. Um, which ended in so many more dead ends than great projects, you know? And um, more and more so, I'm becoming way more comfortable with with that idea of just surrendering and um, collaboration, letting people in, knowing that I'm not actually that fucking good at shit. Like, if you, if you were to really put it down, not the best rapper, not the best singer, not the best piano player, not the best producer, but I do everything pretty fucking well. Yeah. You know, and like, that's enough because the story I'm trying to build is like that guy, you know, like I want to be somewhat of a jack of all trades, but tell stories really effectively.
0: Yeah. Mm. And you feel pretty confident you're going to pick the right people to be involved. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. But also because like nothing's final, right? Like you might make a project with someone and from the outside, you're like, Oh yeah. Wow. This is going to be incredible. They're like a genius. (laughs) And then you work with them and you're like, this is actually like, not that this is a bad person, but we just don't vibe, right? We don't we don't work well together. And so yeah, put it out. Keep moving, you know, like nothing's final. Yeah, put it out. Mm. Yeah, put it out, Silas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't just sit <laughs> That's on it. So Silas. true, man. It's quite <laughs> hypocritical, isn't it? Considering there's like hundreds of projects yeah. that are yet to see the day. Silas showed me like we were talking about Tori Moi and his
0: other project Lacins. And then you, just, you were just like, oh, I've got this whole project where I like recorded vocals into – I was listening to lots of this and I recorded vocals into my laptop mic and it's all like VD and he showed it to me. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. He's like, yeah, i put it out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got to put that shit out. Yeah, totally. Everyone message Silas and ask him to put it out. Yeah, come on, He won't guys. tell you what he's going to put it out under. Yeah, it's a treasure map. You got to go find it.
1: Yeah, well, that would be a lot of fun to do it, right? Like I, I have this conversation with myself every day. Why couldn't this be a Futura project? why couldn't this come out on the same day as the project that I'm working on, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the other half of me is like, wouldn't it be way more fun if someone just found it? And that's the story now that they get to tell people is like, here's this little Easter egg, you know? Um, I'm not very good at this shit, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you think think about it though, which makes you better than, like, most people don't, most people just cross the fingers and hope Mm. It's the old playlist record label cross the fingers, maybe it'll get on the old
1: scramble for um for anything to stick to the wall
0: kind of yeah, and I think like we're all it's just so we all recognize that like it's boring and slightly not working the ways that we're told you should put stuff out and it should be presented mm. like when you really. Clearly look at the things that musicians do. They're kind of like a bit whack.
1: <laughs> like we Please please elaborate. Like, I fucking love this part of you, man. This uh, is the my favorite part <laughs> when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> it's just it's that thing. It's the 1970s thing. It's like, okay. If you if any part of what you're doing is the same thing that a 1970s band could do, Then let's look at that thing and be like, is that thing so great that we're like 50 years later, we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's keep doing that. Mm. And a lot of the time it's like, nah. And then you realize like, well, why do we still do it? And it's like, well, because it puts you into a box and boxes are easy to sell and make money off. And it's just like, but is it, some people out there just want to sit and write a fucking awesome song. And that's the end of it. Hmm. Totally understand that. And so, but like, I think if you're that kind of person, you're probably not listening to
1: this anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's very true.
0: You know, because you don't get anything from this. I'm not going to. We, we haven't met, mentioned the word chords so far this entire uh, podcast, and that doesn't count because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, no, totally. So you're probably not listening to us, which means if you're listening to this, you're probably interested in what you and I are interested in which is like there's music but it's art it's how you present it it's how you put it out there it's all these things and don't you just ask the question sometimes of like why is why am I allowed to be as creative as I want when the project file is opened Mm. and then as soon as the project file is done it has to um, I have to wait three months every time for it to come out when it comes out we're sending PR releases to the same groups of people. We're trying to get, uh, uh, we're trying to get a story about it. We're trying to get a music video premiered, and then it's on Spotify. Once it's on Spotify, we're going to try and tell people about it. Maybe we'll get a remix, okay? And and we and then what we do is we go on tour. And what we're going to do is we're going to take our songs. We're going to put them on a stage in a dark room, probably a box, probably around ten thirty at night. People are going to be drunk, and we're going to have to talk about that for the week as well, right? And so I'm going to do that for two or three weeks, and uh, then when that ends, I'm I'm just going to do the same thing again, and then I'm going <laughs> to do that till I die. Yeah, yeah. That's and so. <laughs> <are> we have. <laughs> so when you put it like that, it's like, oh that doesn't. If if that sounds relatable, you, relatable to you, it kind of means that you you. It's like that. That doesn't sound creative. Mm. It's not creative. The and I don't think where anyone's happy with just being.
1: Well, I don't, th- I don't think to it's not creative, anymore. right? I think there's just it's just not reaching its potential because there are beautiful projects. Like, for example, some, someone like um, Tame Impala, mm. you know, I think has asked himself very, very good questions in the process of making music, but to me is very textbook these days. Yep. Um, the music is still challenging every time I listen to it. The shows are fucking incredible. Like, they perform like crazy. But I agree that, like, it, it could be more. They could do something so much more. But, um, yeah, we, we like safety. We don't, we, don't, we don't like the idea of, like, what happens if I'm bankrupt after this tour because I do something really fucking wild, you know? How would I, how would I transport an AR show around the world? And actually, come out with any profit after paying everybody, and you know, like yeah, you'd have to be a person who doesn't care about profit. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> we weren't we weren't really told that's an option.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and none and none of the metrics anyone cares about have we mm. we've, we've been given all our our world has been given an easy shallow metric that happens to relate to either popularity or money. Mm. And when you have like sugary metrics like that you, who's got the fucking um discipline uh to wait for some kind of v- vague uh idea of creative fulfillment 10 years down the line no one really no. like
1: yeah it's it's yeah like do you do you really think like kanye west would have put on those extravagant shows if he wasn't Kanye West, you know? Like, if if he was, like, a mid-tier, like, doing okay, making enough money to live and making enough money to play those shows, do you think he would have gone to that extent? Or was it the whole idea that he was building this narrative of, like, I'm such a strange genius and, you know, I think outside the box. So I'm going to spend millions of dollars on my shows. It's like, anyone can spend millions of dollars on a show, really, if they had that kind of cash. Anyone can be like... Yo, I want like crazy lasers that look like dragons in the smoke. You know? Yeah. Um, mm? Well, I could say
0: I don't think anyone understands Kanye. No,
1: that's except true. Kanye, I truly. I shouldn't really throw daggers at that dude, eh? Because I feel like he he's on his own wave and he's definitely on a frequency. Yeah. Um,
0: and maybe and maybe not. I, I when you talk about that, at the do you know what band actually popped to my head though? What's that? Ramstein.
1: Oh, wow, yeah.
0: Rammstein wow. played their first show with pyrotechnics. Right, their In first like show. Ger- In like a German beer hall, yeah. Wow. That's how the story goes. Anyway, they were like, the whole time, they're like, you were doing pyrotechnics. Wow. They did it themselves to start off with until they could afford a thing, you know? Mm. And I guess the interesting thing would be like, not how many people would do that, but it's really, uh, do we have a system... That encourages people who might want to do that to then take the step forward and do it, or mm. do we have a system that discourages people from making artistic choices?
1: Yeah, is it? Do you think it's discouragement or more being incentivized? It's discouragement. Do you think it's more being incentivized to it, like go the easy way?
0: I think I, I think that the, the justification that but they're the same thing. If you're in, <laughs> I, I, if you're in charge of which way. Of, of what the easy way is. Yeah, right. Because what we're saying is, mm. hey, I've designed the way. <laughs> I'm in charge and I've given you an easy way and a hard way. And right. by the way, I think the easy way is the way you should go. Mm. Even though I could change it and I happen to make the most money on the easiest way and I don't have to do any work. Like fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's It's hard because I also our economic situation is fucking horrible mm. and everyone has to well, rents are so high. It's so hard for anyone to live that you can't, you like no, le- there's no legitimate way to actually criticize anyone trying to make some money or just trying to fucking survive. Mm. Do what you've got to do. Mm. Like in my mind, art being artistic comes secondary to surviving because you can't be artistic if you're not alive, if you're not, don't have a house if you don't have a fucking anything. You can't be artistic. That's so true, man. so, That's so true. Like. But I think we'd like to get... I think while we try and fix those problems, we also have to build in the idea that we don't just want to allow people to survive. We also want to allow them to thrive as well. Mm. And so simultaneously, we have to have the conversation about like how do we fix the immediate problems and as having the conversation of like, let's not just bring ourselves back to baseline of like, the '90s, where you could just be abandoned tour New Zealand and and survive, it's fucking 2020. Mm. What, do we not think we have any ideas on how to maybe even do it better or do it different or all these things? Right.
1: That's the shit that
0: really fucking pisses me off. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I. I hmm. But that's what I, you're doing. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. But right? that's what it's, you're it's, doing. It's it's hard, bro. It's really hard because I've always come from that that side where you're talking about. Yeah. Where like, we need to fucking challenge the way we do things. We need to make this way more interesting for people. But there's something really exhausting about playing a show to one person, right? Like mm. most artists have had at some point an experience where they've played to an empty floor. And that performance is the hardest, not because like your ego is going inside and you're having a little cry, but because there's no, there's no battery to feed off, you know? Like when when you're hyping a crowd and the crowd's hyping you, you get way more energized and they get energized, you know? It's this perfect feedback loop. But when there's nobody there, you're yelling into a mattress and like that's the hardest thing. And I think it's the same when you're trying new things. It's like I could do the easy thing or I could do the hard thing and this is gonna be incredible. And you put years of work into like this brand new idea that, well, you consider it brand new. You've had to pave your own way in a way. And then you put that out and you're playing to an empty floor, it's way harder to show up the next time to try that again, you know, like, and it should never be about the validation, but the fact of the matter is, like, you know that you put in that extra amount of work when you could have actually got away with, you know, an Instagram story, and that's really hard to deal with. Um, I'm not saying don't do it. It's a very cynical way to look at it because actually the discovery of, like, trying these new things is the payoff. You know, you come out on the other side and you're like, holy shit, like, now I know how to design a website, or now I know how to code basic information. Um, but yeah, it can be exhausting. And it, I guess it's just all that perception of time. Like, we, me and Benji were talking about this yesterday. We're, we're built into the system where um, people are expected to follow up an album with another album within a matter of eight, nine months. You know, like we're, we're on a yearly schedule and that's just the way it used to function it made way more sense for like a label to be like, hey, I'm going to need you for four years. I'll pay you this amount of money, but I need four albums. And then we've all decided that's the norm. So like we're all sitting here, we finish a great album. We can't even enjoy it because we're writing the next one. You know, it's crazy. Um, Whereas I think if we had brand new ideas and we were were pushing for innovation and we gave ourselves the time to do it, uh, we would realize that the payoff is actually the work, you know. But... Because we've built into this like feedback loop of like, I need this to go off so I have enough funding to make my next thing happen. When it doesn't work, you're like, oh shit. No, yeah, you're right. It was a bad idea. And in in reality, it was a great idea. Yeah. You fucking did it. You tried it. Who else can say that?
0: But exactly, you're exactly right. And the only and the the voices you're talking about that try and make you seem like it's a bad idea are all just external either validations or authorities,
1: right? Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, we all know, like the higher version of ourselves or the the most truest version of ourselves know that that's all bullshit. Mm. But I would call anyone out on their lies if they said they didn't care about that. Of course. Everyone's got it, you know? So I think that's the thing is like, we're afraid to stick our neck out with everything. We're afraid to stick our neck out with opinions with um, storytelling ideas with innovation with anything because if we do get hacked down not like oh, fuck tool poppy if you get hacked down or you're not received well and you've put all this time into it you really have to do a lot of internal backtracking to like stand your ground and say this is a good idea or or move on you know but who's we? what do you mean by that? Like, did I, did I say we at some point? yeah like Bro,
0: I'm getting lost on if, <laughs> If we've been, you know, you know, like, are you, are you talking about you,
1: or are you talking about everyone else? I guess I am talking to myself, but I know that there are so many people that are like me. We've had these conversations. I don't know for years. any other people like you. Oh,
0: <laughs> that I sounded that's cheesy, so but so cute.
1: <laughs> so I will tell you, my face was completely <laughs> he was serious deadpan. right there. You yeah, did, I said man. that
0: seriously. I, I do mean that though. Like, how much of this is, is you just? thinking that that you're that that like oh everyone i i don't know like mm-hmm. you you're out there actually doing the shit like this is your studio space with Benji that you know you sit there and you do the work and you you've got music on Spotify and you make the videos mm. and you you <clears throat> don't put out music if you don't want to and you do put out music when you do want to mm. like is this is this Are you speaking of the feeling of made to feel like you're doing it wrong by other people?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's the thing is like I've I've dedicated my 20s and predictably my life. Like I, I plan to do this forever, but I've dedicated my life to creating new ideas and challenging the way we do things. And I've surrounded myself with people that do that. Like that's why you're here. That's why the studio exists. That's why Benji's here. That's why everyone in Studio B is working every day at what they do. Um, because we've attracted to each other because we're all just as delusional as each other. Right. Yeah, full on psychos. Yeah. It's great. Um, but it's not like that shit comes easy. No. Not at all. Like, not even like, oh, it's hard work, but, you know, I'm here every day on the grind, all that bullshit. No way. Like, I spend days at a time. Lying in bed wallowing in like a deep, like, um, like flat battery, I guess. I don't even, I don't want to call it depression because that's, I feel like that would be taking away from people that really do clinically feel that. But feeling so, so low that you can't even get up to like drink water or go to the bathroom and you're sitting there for 2 hours like, you know. Yeah, but that sounds like a pr- that sounds intense. That sounds like Yeah, I mean it's real, bro. Yeah. It's real. And and this happens to me all the time. This happens to me sometimes once a week where I just crash and I cannot talk to anyone. I can't look anyone in the eye, you know? But the rest of the time I'm humming. And that's the price of of doing it, you know? So it doesn't come easy, but for some reason there's some delusional part of my brain that thinks it's it's worth it. You know, which is strange. Maybe I, maybe most people would look at that and be like, nah, it's not worth it. You know?
0: Yeah, but then they wouldn't do the thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We're all, comp- we're all comp- like uh, being, um, have a compulsion to do the things we do. Totally. You know, like we can't fucking help it. No. It's <laughs> great. But that's the whole thing. Like you should, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. It is great. That's the thing. Like, it's so weird because obviously everyone I talk to has a story very similar to that, where they're like, "Oh, my creativity has this kind of like attachment to something that people would consider dark, or maybe is not, mm. in some ways, healthy." With bunny quotes, right? Yeah. Um, do you can you imagine getting? Can you imagine decoupling, like getting to a being a, a healthy creative? <laughs> Do you ever think about that? <laughs> well, I, do you ever, like, do you even do we have an idea of
1: what that even looks like? Do you right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, mm, I'm gonna call bullshit. Right. On that whole idea that you need to be like kind of dysfunctional to be an artist. I agree. I think. Um, I think some of us play into it. Would prefer to be a starving artist, or would prefer to be a little bit crazy, um, and and uh, others of us believe we are that, but we're actually incredibly healthy. Like no one runs 24 seven. No, know? no one does that. Most people take the weekend off. They are, if they don't drink, they just like chill in the garden or they wash the car and that's their break. And they don't understand like what it feels like to burn out so often, but we haven't given ourselves that benefit. And I'm not saying like slow down and, and wash the car. I'm saying like, Is it actually a problem or are you healing yourself? And is this a really important part of the process to lie in bed for 12 hours, Mm, you know, and watch a stupid show that you don't give a shit about? Well, I've heard your music
0: you're working on. It seems to be working pretty well. Thank you. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's
1: okay. Yeah, I I fucking love this music, man.
0: That's the thing. Like, I agree with you. I wouldn't – anyone who has the idea that they have to be unhappy to be creative needs to be told to – Snap out of it and ask for help. Mm. Mm. It's just not true. Yeah, um, you can use your pain or your whatever's going on to channel into music, but it's not to it's not to remain in there. Mm. You know. Yeah. It's just to communicate that while you move through it or, or on it. You know. But there is like, again, when you're in a system that tries to turn everything you do, it has to have the marketing side to it. Ugh. what's Crazy. the box oh the box is like you were in a tragic situation yeah. and how, do we,
1: how do we tell this story and in then, three paragraphs and
0: then and then say that like fucking hits right and you're like mm. well that hit because I was fucked up time for some more
1: drugs yeah, yeah that's silly man It re- it is really silly but not to take away from anyone who's finding themselves in that position because I know what it feels like everyone I, I've does I've done that shit I've mm. done that shit for projects long you know um And broken heaps of relationships in the process, which took me years to mend. And it was all this like, what was me? I'm at the middle of the universe and it's fucking crashing, you know? But I'm not trying to take away from myself for feeling that. I think that's a great project. And I think that for me, that was my truth at the time. Even though I was a bit confused, I was living my truth at the time. So like, do your thing, man. Come out of it. Yeah, I hope you come out of it. I hope, that, I hope that you're wired kind of like people like us in the studio that, that are constantly asking the question of, is this a nice place to settle down or am I going to keep walking? Because this doesn't quite feel true enough yet. Because I think like, um, that's kind of the eternal question we're all asking as humans and artists need to keep asking those questions. Um, and we all naturally do it, but then, say you get put into your your fancy little box, um, and you stop challenging that. That's when shit starts to get weird. That's when you start lying to yourself because you're like, you know, this is comfortable. Yeah, people like this about me. I'm an asshole. Yeah, you know, I've 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 got all the arrogance in the world. You know, <laughs> it's it's insane. Yeah, it's insane, bro. Yeah. Talking about projects though, man. Like (laughs) (laughs) I want to swim back. And the Segway Award goes to Silent Futura. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you want to swing back to? I want to swing back to like um, I think one one of the major reasons that I approach music like I do now because I started getting into music relatively like compared to some people. What does that mean? What I, age know, is that? What I know, I know. I just that? started like laughing while I said that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I started making music at 18. Yes, yeah, You know, Um I played guitar when I was younger and, and did the little band thing and, and had fun, but it wasn't as important to me as skateboarding. So like I, I skated and I got really fucking good at it. And then eventually... Just slid out of that and into music. Slid. I don't even know why, bro. Like it just happened. Uh, quickly, our longboard skateboards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. I'm all inclusive, man. Whatever shape skateboard you got, <laughs> you're on board.
0: <laughs> you're on board. Some <laughs> dude. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, um, so, you, but then at some point, yes, yeah, so nineteen I, skateboarding became the just, fun, and yeah, music yeah. became the thing.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, that was all like the just the shift from living in Walkworth. And coming to the city and going to uni and like everything changed. But everything didn't. We'll go into that later. I went to uni and I did a, a course called Creative Technology, which like I would recommend with nuance. I would not recommend that for everybody. I wouldn't recommend it for most people. The I'd, fuck does creative technology mean? That's what I mean, bro. It's it's everything. Okay. I I was so confused when I was in high school and this like, person came to to the school and was like hey uh, this is creative technology it's a brand new degree and it's pretty much everything and I was like everything that sounds great you know like I don't have to make a decision I can go to uni please my teachers please my parents and like just do anything I want and when I went there it was pretty much that it was like all emerging technology figure out how you want to tell your story And, and that's what we did it was like the first year was like essay writing, but also uh, making machines, coding, um, music, photography, like everything you can imagine. And then in the next year, they were like, which one would you like to to pursue? And I chose one called, um, like, obviously I did a lot of music, but I I did one called Creative Technology. Oh, sorry, Creative Technology. I did one called Transmedia Storytelling, (laughs) um, which at the time was, like, this this very big concept. It was, like, the idea that you could build these worlds using the internet and social media and traditional media and build something that people from around the world could get involved in, you know? Like, um, the Blair Witch Project was a really good example of that where they made, like, an alternate reality game and people got involved from all around the world in this alternate reality game around the movie. Um, Batman did it. There was was quite a few projects that did it Um, and it was way more popular when I was at uni. I remember seeing my transmedia uh, teacher, my lecturer like a few years later and I said, I'm still trying to figure out how to do this transmedia thing. And she's like, transmedia is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I refuse to believe this. I'm still gonna figure this out. But the first project I did with that, which was like kind of my, I guess my magnum opus of, of uni was I built this collective of musicians. It was like me, LVJ, Ollie Jones, Slopey and Randa. And I filmed a music video for each of us. I edited them all. I hand drew a website that was called The Fresher Family Tree. And it was this gigantic, like I'm talking 50 page tree that was all parallax, like three dimensional. And you would scroll down to each person's uh, tree house inside the tree. You'd go into their room and you could click and explore. You could find their social media pages, a little bio on them. And then there were the secret tapes, which is where the music videos were. I did this in six months. I didn't sleep for six months, you know. And when I finished it, it was like, great, it's done. And I didn't even publish it. And then three years later, I published it. And everyone was like, I I don't really care. All this music's old. Some of these people are under new monikers now, um, which is crazy, which is crazy. But that going back to that idea of like not being well received on, on interesting ideas, the amount of work I did in that six months built so much of what I became to be as a film editor, as you know, someone who thinks outside the box when it comes to an album with everything, with music. Like Before that, I had no connection to the community and then I had met these five artists who were all doing amazing work. And of course, like for them, it was like, yeah, free tickets to, to a cool place. Yeah, sure, I'll come along, you know. What yeah. do I need to do? I just need to stand here and rap my song, sweet. Um, but yeah, it taught me so much in that period. And so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cultivate that kind of mind space into everything I'm doing now, because I mean, if I was to price up that work for for a company, right? If Universal came to me and was like, I want you to build a hand-drawn website um, that's beautiful in every corner and cannot break and has all these hidden music videos, how much would you price that for? It's like insane amount of money. It's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where I'm going, bro. Like I'm just tripping. I'm I just Well, I everywhere. think what I wanted
0: to know about that is like, I mean, I'm I, I'm sure in that time period of say like the year around that you did a bunch of stuff but that's the one that you're talking about on the couch with me now because you're excited about it yeah and so does that uh, you you keep talking about what's essentially the value or the legacy gauged Mm. of a project and it seems like you're fighting between while people would think it's reception and I kind of have that part of me as well, mm. but then I think you're trying. Part of you is coming through to try and explain that your own value gauge is actually the lessons you learn from the project. Because yeah. you're you're sitting here on this couch talking to me about it because you learnt the most from it, and I'm sure you did projects around the same time that you learnt nothing from, and you're 100%. not you're, you've either forgotten about. Or you're not
1: going to bring up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so you're kind of maybe telling yourself like, yes. See, I tend to do this, man. I tend to put everything into a third-person perspective, and I'm really just talking to myself because I I do feel a really big duality in the way that I think. Like, so like a ma- a massive part of me is like the the um, child artist who just wants to learn new things, and then the other half of me is like, how do we how do we have an impact in quotations, right? Like, how do we change the culture for the better? How do we Get people motivated to shift their perspective in in terms of art or anything you know um, and I'm trying to just like keep feeding the, the the child inside of me that's just excited to do things and and find that maybe changing the culture or having an impact is a byproduct of that of just being a child rather than like coming out and being like uh, Brand new, look at this, this has never been done before. Oh, you don't see it? Let me explain it to you, you know? Yeah, if you have to explain your own joke, it's not that funny. You also,
0: you also can't, uh, you can't control where culture is gonna go. No. I understand, and I have, you know, you're talking to someone who, underst- who has this, like, a lot of the same motivations. Mm. It's like a show don't tell. Right. Hundred percent. But then also like have you do you, do you oh fuck, what's her name? Um Brene Brown. Have you heard of Brene Brown?
1: <laughs> I've heard of that one TED talk, you know that everyone's <laughs> yeah, saying, Oh, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah,
0: sick. I don't know if she mentions it in that um in that. TED talk, I can't remember, but it's this concept of the arena. Mm. Have, you, have you heard of like this? So I haven't heard this. It's like my, one of my favorite analogies for like creative reception or really like reception of anything you do in life. Mm. And it's this idea that you're in, uh, you're, in an, you're in an arena doing whatever you're doing. You're putting on the show. You get to choose who's in that arena with you watching the show, and you get to choose who's not in that arena. Mm. And it's, you can, I apply that in the sense of there's a lot of people in the world who make music or are in the music industry or the media industry or entertainment in general, but a lot of them are not seeing the world, thinking about the world, working in the world in any way that I can relate to at all because humans are so diverse and vast, right? Mm. The arena analogy allows me to say, well, those recognize that those people with different worldviews are going to care about different things. Their advice to me is not relevant to me because they're not in my arena. Mm. Whereas someone who is on the same path as me, thinking about the same things and has Advice or criticisms for me they and they are they are in the arena, then I take that seriously right and it's a really maybe it's like an easy way for me to put the boundaries up around people and creatively right
1: that's beautiful
0: and I think that that is such a great way it it makes a little checklist almost for to like gauge the validity of anyone's Uh, Impact or criticism on you And and I guess like Why I got into talking about that Is because The more I think about it The more I'm like I don't need to I don't need to Make an impact in Everyone Mm. I only want to find the people Who are in my arena And impact them Because they're the only ones Who are going to understand What's going on anyway
1: 100%
0: And if I'm wrong then I trust these people to prove that I'm wrong, and they'll have better ideas, and I'd rather know what their ideas are. Mm. But I don't give. I, but then also w- release all the worry about worrying about all the other fucking people outside the arena or whatever the fuck right. they're doing. Yeah, you yeah, don't right, have to real. worry about them anymore. Yeah, and I found that incredibly freeing. I'd say, yeah,
1: that's beautiful, man. It's I think well, Brene Brown, not me, but well, but yeah, but you just put it in your own words, right? You just recontextualize that. In, in the eyes of Haku. And and I think that's becoming a story that I'm cultivating in my own way. It's the same thing. I like to bring up that other side all the time in conversations because I think it's really important to remind yourself of like, where you've come from and, and also the parts of you that are undesirable, right? Like the things that you would rather not um, say on a first date, you know? Um, I feel like you would, you would, you would say them on the yes. first date, though. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> why, why I mean, like That's why I'm saying <laughs> yeah, here on our yeah. first date, right? <laughs> or at least our first date on the mic, because I think it's really important to um, to wear everything as armor. You know, like I am insecure, and I I do sometimes fall into silly traps of like wanting people to care more than they do. That's okay, because I'm human. Oh yeah, like you know, but like. I don't know, we're, we're, we're way too focused on, on saying everything right all the time and it's becoming dangerous to like, you, you can't check yourself inside your own head. Like that's, that's like too dangerous for yourself. You'll be ricocheting off every side of your skull unless you have someone that you can trust to, to say that to and if you just trust everybody with it, like screw it, come after me. I that's the kill. thing
0: I think we don't, we've lost the culture of questioning exactly where the feedback's coming from engaging mm. its value. Mm. Like what are streams? Mm. Mm. What is like, how do we know whether that person actually has a, just really want a really bad taste in music. <laughs> and we're like the, the only other one they listen to is like, Oh shit, they, this person likes, I'm not going to list bands <laughs> and then me. Um, but then also too, like what, um, was this person even listening? Was this in a mm. playlist in the background? Am I mm. on a supermarket? And we've lost the some culture of like questioning that and just being like, a streams a stream. Mm. It's great. It's a number. Mm. It's a like. Who ge- Who cares? Who gave the like? Right. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who get? Like. This is a status thing. You just get back into like. No, you like. I don't. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are or what this thing. Like, I. Th- you know, I have like five or six people. I'm. I'm like. I. I don't. I only care what you guys think mm. technically about the, say, the music I'm making or the things I'm doing. Yeah. And I'll politely listen to other people, but I won't fucking listen to them. Either, right. Because right. they're not in the arena, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. And I just think that it must be a huge burden. I think a lot of the burden of the moment, what many people talk about social media is essentially the burden of accepting an insane amount of people's opinions. As completely valued all the time It's yeah. fucked They've all got an equal amount of value it's, they, Yeah The idea that they're all equal is just so fucked Yeah I don't know whether that's a controversial thing to say But everyone's opinions aren't equal Yeah Like when people walk into the cafe And have say something about Like maybe the song that's playing They make like fun of it or whatever I'll be like Oh how many songs have you put out on Spotify? Mm. They'll be like What do you mean? And I'm like Well you know I've put quite a few out So I'd say I'm a little bit more qualified To tell you whether this is a good song or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: true. And like it's true. but that, but that's I mean it's a bit of w- when playful, you when <laughs> you say that, right? Like uh, opinions aren't all the same value. It's it's always from your own individual perspective, right? Not yeah. on a universal on a universal plane. No. Like that 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 person from the hometown that hates everything and thinks they're still the shit doesn't necessarily have like a, a very unvalued opinion in society. But to me, like when they scratch up my at my back and try and tell me that You know this isn't cool. I'm like, well, that's all right, bro. You still wear big fucking fat-toed DCs. I don't care.
0: And they shouldn't listen to you.
1: No, yeah, totally. And you shouldn't listen to them. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's completely fine.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Okay, we're we're both little small town boys. How many people in? How many people? What's the total population of
1: Walkworth? Oh, it's growing, man. It's growing so fast. I think when I was growing up, it was probably around like 15,000 in the whole region. Like, mm. you know, you're thinking of like Mahurangi, like with, with Snails Beach and Sandspit and Lee and Matakana. Um, so yeah, probably about that that many, I'd T- say.
0: Tamaru was 20,000. Right. And now it's up around, since the Crashish earthquake, it's up around 25. Oy. But very similar. Yeah. I've been to both those places and it's quite similar.
1: <laughs> How do you feel like, do you, do you like being in a big city? Um, yes, it's exciting right now. I don't think I could survive here, like for for my whole life. Yeah. You know? Well, I, that's I, interesting. I think this is a place to be while you, while I'm young and excited, and um, yeah, I've got that spirit to 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 battle high rent prices and and ridiculous people at every corner. But <laughs> but I, in the long term, you imagine yourself. Not back in Walkworth,
0: but like probably somewhere quieter. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Isn't that yeah. I me mean, exactly the same, 100%. bro? I wonder if all the small town people out there let us know. Like, is that you just want to like probably not mm-hmm. the same small town because <laughs> that's always a bit shit. You're like, oh, no, yeah, you never want to go home. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to settle in Timaru,
1: but yeah. I definitely don't want to settle in a big city. My, no, yeah, I think I think that's maybe when you know what you've what you've got, you don't want to let go of that. When I left the small town I was like hell no I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That place sucks. And the, the the older I grow the more I go back and check myself. I'm like oh no actually I was running away from myself, you know, like I there were undesirable things about myself that I thought would change in the city which just didn't happen. No. Same problems, same people, you know. Yeah. You find your circle no matter no matter what you're looking for. So I could live in Walkworth, but I'm not saying that's the first place I'm going to choose, man. Like, I I definitely don't think big city, like, old boy, you know, with a big city. I mean, life's going to
0: repeat if it's the same you at the center of it, Mm. isn't it? No Mm. matter where you go. Yeah. Like I said, like, um, I tweeted the other day. It was like, um, you could just work on loving yourself instead of moving to Berlin. It's
1: cheaper. (laughs)
0: Oh, and it was kind of tongue-in-cheek but also kind of true I love it and some people uh, <laughs> it was a little bit too relatable for some people I mm. think <laughs> it's true like I fucking moved to London and I was like yeah. I thought like new new life and new things I did the same fucking made the same mistakes did the same good things just, just repeated my life in a different place you know until because mm. I didn't do any work right and I kind of think like it's funny like now that do that small amount and you live a little bit more you're like ah. Oh, it would be really nice to, like, settle back somewhere but as, the, like, the new person, not the uh, not, not repeat the old. Totally. Hey, would you ever play a homecoming show in, like, Walkworth? Oh, yeah.
1: I love playing up there, man. Like, where, where do you play when you're um, in that area? There's a couple of places. You can play at, like, the Lee Sawmill, obviously, which yeah. is, like, so much fun. Such great people, such a great venue.
0: I wonder. I w- I'm really curious to see because like I usually only see bands there, obviously. Yeah. Um, not to say that you're not a band mm. when you play over like you haven't played in bands before, but it's a
1: it is a different vibe. the Yeah. Life well, set, well, right? I can say this: when we played as Hot Knives up there, like when we we're in when we we're doing our band thing really hard, um, that show was insane. Right. That show was unbelievable. When I went back with a laptop. It was different. It was still like the room was packed, but it was different. You know, like I think that that place is definitely made for bands, like acoustically and just you never want to you never want to stand on a stage anything bigger than Whammy Bar with a laptop. You know,
0: I can't. I fucking hated standing on Whammy Bar with a fucking like right. electronic thing. I how do you? Because you've done both, and you seem mm. to you seem like you enjoy playing live with the laptop thing as well, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Like what, what is it? What is like, cause they're very different, but what? Well, what do you enjoy about the, the laptop thing The like just being you up there?
1: To be honest, the only thing that I enjoy about that is less admin. Right. The fact that you're the only person that has to show up to sound check. You're the only person that has to practice. Um, That's the only thing. But when you find people that are like in it as much as you are, like that admin goes out the door and a band will trump that at any time. Yeah, right. So you you do
0: have a bigger enjoyment of a band's Mm. live
1: set. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I I started on a laptop and I did that for years and then finally jumped into the band thing and was like, oh, wow, this is it. You know, this is what it needs to be. And then classic band dynamics, you know, like everyone's got a, a slightly different vision we're all still great, great friends and we all love making music together but to set us on a direction to actually have a compass for where we're going is incredibly hard because everyone is just as much the captain of their own ship, you know? Um, do you have a perfect... Do you have
0: an ideal Silas Futura live setup in
1: mind? Is there something formed like that? Is, or are you uh, doing it now or...? Yeah, that's what we're building at the moment, man. Um I've got to be honest, like, I've never been, like, a, a techie geek. You know, like, I've never really been into instruments and all that kind of stuff. I've never really, like, yeah, been into instruments and, and I guess as much as other people. Like, I'm not about the technical side. Like, I'm about, like, how can we make this big? Like, how's the performance going to sound? How's it going to look and feel? But I guess that, bec- that comes from a singer, you know? Like, that comes from someone who loves to, like, break every bone in my body in a performance and like throw myself in the crowd and push people around. And funny you say that after like you've just broken a bone as well. Yeah, I'm fresh <laughs> Snowboarding, out Snowboarding, not fucking so crowd surfing. Good. I honestly, you have no idea how great it feels to have a shower after that <laughs> amount of time. I, mean, I, did, <laughs> I did have showers, but that piece of my arm, you know. Yeah, was, you had showers dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you totally. totally showered, bro. <laughs> I live with my girlfriend and I don't think I would have, I would have been allowed in my bed. If you, I didn't, you know. You, you're, you're sleeping outside forever.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dog boxed. Did you do the um, bag around the cast? Did you do cast out the shower? Yeah,
1: I had to do the bag around the cast, dude. It was, it was. to be honest, it sucked. Like, it was the worst. I hated it. Um, I use compostable bags as well. And I don't know if any of you have ever got close enough to a compostable plastic bag, but they stink. <laughs> they smell like soy sauce, but also... Old food. It's not good. Yeah, so you can imagine that with, like, a cast that hasn't come off for six weeks, you know? Like, it's just not a good combo. Yeah, I'm so, so grateful to have my arm back and to have washed it five times in one day. How's the playing? Oh, man, I can't play it. Yeah, right. It sucks. Because of
0: the wrist motion?
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't rotate my wrist. And I went to physio for the first time today, and it's going to be a while, man. We should tell people how you broke it. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Maybe should we just take a real quick pause? Let's say hello. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hi. hello.
0: Say hello to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually. This is a really good chance. We, right. we, Sinus, you you help run Pointed Studios. Yeah, it is your half of your spot. Yeah. Tell people where we are because I actually haven't told people like much about where we are. Um.
1: Well, we're off the back of K Road. Is that what you mean? I like, mean like location? Where we are in this room and what oh, goes I on see. here. Yeah, yeah, And that, like all that shit. That's a really good point, right? It usually tends to be quite quiet in here. Um, but every now and then it's great. Like everyone's working at the same time. Currently, we have um, Braden working on a painting. We've got Stacy coming with Joey to start working on some stuff. We've got two people downstairs working and we're just sitting here on some couches in the corner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I think podcast studio comes with like some kind of dark room connotations you know there's a whiskey in front of you or whatever you know and there's like soundproof foam on the walls and nah we've got like a glass window straight to the street here yeah a couple of couches some beers and everyone working at the same time because I have like a fantasy of
0: doing this and then like Distracting the people in the room enough to be like not working, and then they end up on the fucking couch as well. <laughs> yeah. that's, I constantly, honestly, because like I've worked alone, I work alone in rooms, mm. uh, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, um, it's people. I when I that's why I love working in a cafe and why I love coming here. It's because like people come in and out. Mm. People have their own energy. I actually some people get uncomfortable sometimes i think between if there's a if two people have a different energy and they and like that interacts that can be really uncomfortable for people but until it's sorted out and usually it's in new zealand it's sorted out like through um insinuation or passive aggressiveness or like <laughs> Or like all that shit, mm. and I fucking love just diving into that uncomfortable thing and be like, "Oh, you're a bit weirded out by this thing, eh?" Like, you just need to, and just telling people. I think that's why I like doing the quiz host thing. I just gotta. Like, this is gonna be. i just. Be, this is gonna. This is gonna be really loud. You need to like either be loud, or you should probably like not be here. Because like I can sense that your energy is all this thing and like you just you need to either come up here, this is our only solution, guys. I'm gonna guide you through our yeah. I'm gonna guide you through our energy uh problems we're having right now. And I fucking I love that so much.
1: Yeah, you're really good at that, man. You're really, really good at and that. And I feel
0: like good performers and good mm. band people do that as well. Yeah. And I think like
1: you do that really well. You're an infectious performer, I would say. Yeah, that's interesting you say that though, because I feel like when I'm on stage, like I feel like I'm a bit possessed in a way, you know, like I, I'm way more extroverted and I'm way louder and I I don't give a shit, you know, like I will kick shit over. I'll throw things around and, and not necessarily be a nuisance, but just like, there's no guard there. Yeah. When you catch me at the studio, you know, and on, on any given day, I'm probably going to say the least in a conversation, unless you really like bring it out of me, you know? Yeah, and once I'm started, I can't stop. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's not like my natural state. It's not my resting state to be explosive.
0: I talked to the soaked oats guys over the weekend about whether, like, controlling the environment that the music's about to happen in. Hmm. And I like. Have you ever thought? Do you have? Have you ever thought much about that? Like, obviously. You're, you can get possessed and really excited, which mm. could drive other people to get really excited. Mm. But have you ever thought about other moods to create in your live performances and how to create them? Do you ever think about that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a couple that come to mind. Like um, at one point I played the, the Monster Valley Experiment like a couple years ago and it's obviously Halloween themed. So like there was some horror involved and I did this whole like performance around being um an escaped like experiment myself like I had like this torn shirt there was blood all over me my hair was everywhere and there were nurses that were dragging me into the room we kind of entered, wow. we entered the stage as the intro song was playing we entered the stage from the back and like pushed through the crowd as I was like jerking around and they were like trying to hold me down and you know like every song was like this progression of like kind of breaking out of the lab and um that was really interesting because I, I think people didn't understand it, they were just kind of gawking at me. Um, so I didn't really come into that thinking like, oh, how do I make this the most like safe, um, like, expressive, any, anyone can be who they want to be kind of episode that was more like, how about I confront people and make them really scared? <laughs> but in another time but that is the same thing right that you're trying to put a mo- you are trying Ooh. to put a mood on them yes 100% yeah yeah um i've always i've always loved that about performance i think like it's so much bigger than playing the songs there's nothing worse to me than a band that leaves the stage and comes back for a three track encore <laughs> like how dare you the way they walk off they know they're coming back they walk on and and they do this like kind of half committed wave to the crowd like oh thanks for calling us back shit we weren't expecting that I wonder what we're gonna play or oh, how about the three hits you haven't heard yet that everyone knows us for I hate that it's so by the book it's so like oh it's so lazy yeah whereas you know like when I put out my last album I did a secret show I invited everyone via email Dope. no social media no nothing it was just all email or like DM, hey, I appreciate you. I, I'm so grateful that you've been along for the ride this far or I appreciate your art. I want you to be at this night. There's about 50 people. And I segmented the album up into samples, you know, like here's the chord progression from this song and here's the drums from this song. Put them into Google Drive documents and then created um, NFT chips. Um, What's an NFT chip? It's basically like how PayWave works or... Um, oh okay yeah so it's not too accessible to phones yet which made it a little bit hard but um, basically they're these little chips like stickers that you can put onto anything and then you can scan them with your phone and they'll open an app or a website and so we we snuck snuck these all around the room and people were like invited in three hours before the show started to like have a couple drinks catch up with each other and then like oh what's this thing on the wall and scan it and then it takes them to like a drive folder with all the samples in it or like secret videos and things like that. And I have to like shout out right now to Daryl um, Chin who is crazy. I think he goes under the handle Survey Alien now. Um, that dude helped bring that together by a mile. You know, he thinks like we do. Um, but that was a really cool experiment. One, like not selling tickets to a show and having this level of exclusivity to it, which really when I think about it, That was my, pretty much my entire audience that I invited. But there was this kind of like, oh, I've been chosen to come here, you know, rather than like, I have to book out my night for something I could go to or could not go to. That versus like, shit, I can actually like, interact with this on the internet while I'm in the space with him and he's playing these songs and I'm still able to like, take things off the internet at the same time. And that crowd was unbelievable. That crowd was unbelievable because like everyone had showed up voluntarily to see something and it's like birth stage. This Mm -hmm. is before the album even came out. It's just like three days before the album was out. And that was beautiful. I couldn't have asked for like a better group of people around me and I couldn't have expected it to be like that either. I just thought like we've got to do something, right? You know, like we've got to do something weird that's the thing you've got such big ideas Mm.
0: like what's the simplest thing you've ever done that you've been happy with (laughs) um shit because it kind of sounds like it's kind of boring if it's like straightforward right
1: yeah it's so boring (laughs) (laughs) but i think probably the singles bro like it's probably it's probably doing the normal thing right it's like when when a single comes out for me and you do the run and you tell so-and-so about it. you tell Sniffers about it, Who it? And you, you know, you tell BFM about it. I love, I love these people. I love BFM and the old radio stations more so than I love most people that are doing it just because they're showing up without being paid, mm. you know, and there's a level of passion there for it. Um, but I still have a lot of respect for everyone that's showing up for, for the New Zealand music media. Do you think, do
0: you think you'd, do you think singles, like who are singles for, and will we keep doing singles for? <laughs> um, singles are for because they're not for our fans. Singles aren't for fans. Hmm. Fans Maybe. just want to hear all the music, right?
1: Yeah, but mm, I think there's there's room for everything, right? Like I, I think as a fan, like I do enjoy singles, but they definitely don't stick with me as long. Don't you just want to? You we
0: all. It's like, but isn't that the encore thing? Right. Isn't a single just the main set? And we're like, well, I've, I've, I know there's, let's uh. pretend there's not other music there. And it's like, but we know there's music there. It's all done. Like, we're just not getting given it. Yeah. Because
1: radio? No, nah, but because, because we need to be reminded, you know, like, we're so distracted now. We need to be reminded of something that, that something exists. When you come out of the blue with an album, right? Like, it just doesn't, like, people aren't ready to receive that yet. Like, Uh, they haven't invited you in. New people might not be, but your fans are. Yeah, all three of them. But You know
0: what I mean? Here's the thing. Those three people are going to – I would fucking love it if you just gave them the whole thing, right?
1: Yeah, well, wouldn't that be a better way to go about it, though? Rather than drop it out of nowhere with no promotion and no plan, wouldn't it be better to take that project and, like, dip into people that you know are really there? And be like, "Hey, I want to thank you so much for being along for the ride. I can tell that you've been here. Here's the project. Don't, that's the exact don't thing, thing you should do. Yeah, exactly. You know? But
0: that's exactly because what that, what you're doing right there is you're a, you you are a small business, mm. and what you're talking about is the radical idea of prioritizing your customers, yeah, as opposed to the new potential customer. Yeah, all we do is spend all our money on leaflets and advertising." <laughs> singles <laughs> yeah, and while, and we're on our phones, seeing the emails where the people who already like us are like, I'd really like my sandwich now. And you're like, sorry, because I'm trying to get new people into the cafe, you're actually gonna have to wait three months for your sandwich because we've got three month deals on the sandwich.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: And it's, I'm not saying one or the other. I'm just like, it's an interesting priorities thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like the smarter people are doing both.
1: Right, yeah. They,
0: The the smarter people are really finding a way to look after the uh, people who are already on board and because if a person who's already on board is getting equal to or less attention than the people outside the boat trying to get that you want to get on board who aren't interested, uh, how does that make them feel? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're becoming more and more distant every day, right? Because we're given something new to care about every day. So... And I think that's how long a, can you keep justifying holding on to an artist that doesn't care about you, right? Hardly at all, bro. Uh, hardly at crazy, all. Crazy, man. Crazy to think about. But it's crazy
0: to think about that anyone fucking wants to be on my boat. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, if,
1: I, I'm I'm exactly the same. Well, every single
0: person who's come on is, has it, has has um, said they have imposter syndrome, which makes me think that it must be at least pretty much ubiquitous. Because that's what that is, right? Which right, is like, yeah. why would anyone really give a shit about what I'm doing? They yeah. might like accidentally like it for a little bit, um, yeah. but they'll you know. It won't. It won't last. Mm. It'll last. Mm. You gotta get move through that.
1: Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. I do. I do have heavy imposter syndrome. Heavy, heavy, heavy imposter syndrome. But I also have the delusional part of myself, and I'm very in tune with it. I'm yes. very in check with it, and I appreciate it. But I try not to let it run wild. Well, there's that dichotomy, duality, as you said. Yeah.
0: Before. Yeah.
1: Hundred percent. It's always it's always played into everything. I've been aware of it ever since I started making art and I've tried to give it a better name, but that's all I've got, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep feeding that part of myself because it's the part of me that reaches way further than I can reach. It's the part of me that's like yeah, taking leaps and bounds and then I'm dialing it back and being like, Where's the middle ground? Like where is something we can actually achieve between us? Um that's not too scary for everyone, and know? maybe
0: what that is is the process of that's what you're learning each project mm. part of you striking out at these crazy big ideas, and then the other part of you is like as you move past it, like looking backwards being like, was that which part of that was good like did yeah. I like that? did I not like that? yeah, and that seems like a pretty good system moving forwards 100%. it's got you where you are like dude like and you talk about imposter syndrome on. A couch <laughs> in one of the studios that you hold the lease on mm. on a podcast that you host.
1: Isn't it it's so real, bro? It's so weird. And yeah,
0: our brains are so powerful, we're like, yeah, but none of that means anything. Because this other person is getting played on this radio station I don't give a fuck about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why am I not on that radio station <laughs> I've never listened to in my life? <laughs>
0: It's hard. We're so bad at picking our own values of success. It's fucked. Oh, I um,
1: love talking to you, man. You're always, <laughs> that's you're very, nice. Me, man. It's it's like, very nice. It's very nice. You confirm a lot of the things that I'm already thinking about and you bring new things to the table and it's it's very, very fun.
0: Well, I had a lot of fun uh, talking to you mm. and I always have fun talking to you. Yeah, I get very uncomfortable when people give me compliments like that. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> there it goes again. There it goes again. <laughs> um, we hit Plug section. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Do cool. you have any plugs?
1: Yeah, man. I've
0: got so many plugs. Thank God, because I'm so sick of people being on New Zealanders <laughs> being on this couch. Be like, no, I don't got nothing to say. They're doing like a million things. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to fucking say it for you. Like, how Fuck long you? is the
1: podcast so far? Because we're probably about halfway through. I'm about to lay out the plugs. Do the plugs.
0: Um, if I if I can't hold my pee any more than I am, yeah, I'll just I'll just so leave it. So and you're bad, good,
1: bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So get you okay. got to fire through the plugs. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's start with Pointon Studios, right? Wow. Oh my gosh. What an amazing place. Irma Yeah. This is this is the most insane project that sprouted out of nowhere. You know, it sprouted out of a coffee with Benji. I've had not really met before that coffee. I don't know how we got talking at Scullery, but we did. And we just were like, oh, there's an opportunity here. You know, I was working out of the studio and, and Carl, who had it at the time, was like, I need to go. Uh, do you want to finish my lease for me? And I was like, sure, that's actually a pretty good deal. You know, we don't have to pay Bond or anything. And Benji's like, screw it. <laughs> Look where we are now. This is insane. This is the most insane thing. So at Pointed in Studios on every social platform, hit our website because it's way more interesting than social media. Yeah, go to the websites. Fucking dope. Actually, that's something we need to talk about at a later date whenever it happens um, is how much more important it is to create your own social media because I think that's the new wave. But go to our website because it's way more interesting, man. So much more interesting. Um, uh, Who else do I want to talk about? Go check out Hot Knives. That's like one of the coolest EPs I've ever been a part of. Those people are so insanely talented. Four tracks. It'll take you 10 minutes and it'll change your life. At Hot Knives... NZ on Instagram. Check out Silas Futura. Um, that project is so, so close to coming out. It's finished. It's mastered. We're working on everything around it. And it's so, so close. So keep in touch. Silas Futura, hit me up if you want to chat. Um, we're putting out way more live performance videos coming up soon on my Instagram because I have my arm back. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. Um, check out Silas McClintock if you're into animation and editing. That's where I put like kind of all my edits and motion graphics. Uh, shit, that's probably a good place to start. You know, I don't want to like say too much so people won't look at anything.
0: <laughs> the only other the only other place I'd recommend is there is a compilation that I work on every year oh. and put out called Two Days.
1: Oh boy
0: and the one that came out this year during lockdown, New Zealand Music Month, um, had, was it? Is it the first Silas Futura track to be released? Really? Kind of? No? I would
1: call it that. You know, like we put a single out called Jump On Me, which was a, technically a Silas Futura okay, track. Okay, right. But I would stylistically and emotionally call that a Bo Bandy track. That was like kind of like the last hurrah. Mm, and, yep. and the one on two days is definitely like, where i'm at
0: and it was made in 48 hours yeah. i think the vocals were done in a van yeah yeah during <laughs> le- yeah during lockdown <laughs> like level four lockdown right mm. yeah mm. um that's that's on the two days compilation highly recommend you go check that out if you want to kind of get a little song. taste i love i, loved, it. It I love my that. favorite
1: oh
0: yeah. shit! is he allowed to say you that? already knew that i said that oh, to boy. you the Taiwan fucking rules the yeah. Surin unka ones oh, crazy. all those are top three Bro, that
1: whole project is insane but like it I mean, the project in its in its lifetime. Mm. There's so much potential there. There's so much potential there. I'm so excited for next year and the years to come. I will always stand behind you with that project. I think it's amazing. And I think anyone who goes, like, oh, I need a playlist of new music to listen to, it's like, that yeah, it's is the best playlist you could possibly have. It's got New Zealand,
0: it's got all New Zealand music, and it's just made of all of them are made in 48 hours. What else do you need? Yeah.
1: It, it's also like from where I was coming from at least, and I think a lot of people have said this who have worked on that Two Days album, is like it gives you the opportunity to be really free mm. of like any expectations you have of the boundaries you've created for yourself. Um, you tend to like, just because you can in 48 hours, you you tend to like just like go way out and you're like, well, I guess I have to deliver it, you know? Yeah, right. I can't start again. Um, so that's really interesting because you could be like, oh, wow, I love that T track. That's insane. And then you go in and you're like, whoa, she's like got this whole other side to her. Yeah. You know, it shows like how multi dimensional we all actually are.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a good combo. It's a combo of the deadline and also like, I would say, um, cultivated amateur uh, amateurness of the like compilation itself. Mm. I don't ever want anyone to feel like anyone's actually ever going to listen to the thing they put on there because it'll make
1: for more boring music. So. What happens? What is going to be your response when labels start coming to you and be like, hey, we want an artist on your two days thing. Get fucked. Like completely? Yeah. What's your price? I no price, to- no <laughs> price,
0: no price, fuck you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: no, well, my answer is sign an artist I like right. and then you can have it for free.
1: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. That's well, it. So, so what happens, say an artist comes on that's not on your radar and is like, hey, I love the two days idea. Can I get involved? I Send me music, I'll listen to it. If I like it, you're on. Cool and like
0: and and if I don't like it, don't take that as bad i my advice is do your own two days compilation, yeah at the same time. Yeah. I don't give a fuck, mm. just don't, like if I don't like your music, you won't come on the podcast mm. sorry, well, that's a good sign, but please go start your that's own podcast sign. and don't invite me, yeah yeah like yeah. I, you do know, I don't need it yeah i i I literally just want people the podcast in two days, everything I do is just an, honestly and just trying to tell people that I think this is a good idea. It doesn't need to be me doing it. Mm. You should do this Mm. because it's a good idea. I'm not that great at shit. I'm just proving that if an idiot does it, it can be like kind of all right.
1: So what if a genius like you did it, bro, you should do it. You know, that's my whole point. I love that. I love that. Like that kind of wraps right around to the beginning, right? I feel like I'm not really that good at any one facet of music, but I showed up and... That's We're just the beacon light, Silas. We're the lighthouse leading the way. We're just the idiots that decided it might be a good idea and people can do it after who are way better at it than we are. We're the lords that that cut our way through the jungle so Billie Eilish
0: can run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, cut it, cut it. That's the end. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the end.
0: thanks for coming, Silas. <laughs> thanks for having me, dude. New, new episode every Sunday. Uh, shout out to Pointon Studios for having us. Shout out, shout out. This shout is so much fun, out. man.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, Billy. You know. Oh, her name had to be in there at some point.